This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. Until one day, the sun just literally came out. Things just looked brighter and different, and my perspective changed. And I realized, hey, you've got your whole life ahead of you. What do you want to do? Hi, this is Sylvia L. Jones, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hush Loudly. I'm so proud. Uh, to introduce another amazing introvert that's running the world, making amazing things happen. I'm saying that. She didn't say that. I'm saying that. And so, as we know, we continue to talk about introverts and how we draw energy from within. We recharge more in solitude. We expend energy in social situations versus our friends, extroverts, who gain energy from social interaction. And so we enjoy just talking to introverts about how they're leading, how they're making a difference, and how they're using their voice in our world. I'd like to first tell you a little bit about our guest. Her name is Sylvia L. Jones. She has been an eyewitness to history again and again. The former journalist spent more than 20 years chasing the news, reporting on monumental events, including Nelson Mandela's first visit to Chicago following his release from prison, the September 11th terror attacks from Ground Zero, and President Barack Obama's historic elections. Now she's moved on to her next chapter. In the midst of traveling the nation to cover the 2016 presidential primary elections, Sylvia decided to turn in her press credentials and try her hand in Hollywood. Go, Sylvia. Never one to waste words or time, Sylvia hit the ground running. She's a Chicago native who leveraged her comprehensive knowledge of the city's politics and neighborhoods to help launch Showtime's The Shy and USA's Suits spinoff, Pearson. She also developed and wrote The Clark Sisters, First Ladies of Gospel, which was an executive produced by Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, and Mary Blige, which aired on Lifetime. Additionally, Sylvia has served as a writer on the CBS all-access thriller, Tell Me a Story, and on Ava DuVernay's romance anthology series, Cherish the Day on Own. Sylvia's vast experience covering local and national news has set her in a close proximity with a wide array of people and has offered her a deep well of prototypes from which to draw traits. As a result, she gives voice to characters who feel real and down to earth, even when their storylines are out of this world. And I just have to add, Tommy, you didn't mention in your bio that you're also a screenwriter working on the spinoff for Power, but reading this, it made me think about, and some of what I've seen um, that you create, it's believable when it's unbelievable. So it's just a credit <laughs> to your writing and obviously the casting, directing, everything, but I think it all comes back down to the writing where the unbelievable seems believable and you're all up in this fantasy and adventure and loving every minute of it. That's good stuff. Thank you. 
Yeah. So Sylvia earned her Bachelor of Arts degrees in psychology and communications at Stanford University and her Master of Science in Journalism at Northwestern University. She also earned certificates from the Professional Program in Writing for Television at UCLA and the Producers Guild of America's Power of Diversity Master Workshop. Sylvia splits her time between L.A. and Chicago. She most enjoys sleeping. Oh, my God, you sound like me. Aisle seats and sweet potato pie. Love that. Welcome to Hush Lightly, Sylvia. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. What an honor to be invited. We are so happy to have you here. And as we introduce our fellow introverts to all of us that are out here doing cool things, and, and I'm sure that your story will inspire someone who's listening. So my first question I have to ask you, Sylvia, is are are you an introvert? I am. I am from all of my life. I don't remember not being that. Yeah, I just, I, I think it's only been recent years that I was able to, you know, put a label on it. Yes. But that's what it is, you know? Yes. Yeah. We've been talking about that. It's interesting how, for me, I didn't, I always knew I was different, weird, different. I'll say that. And it wasn't <laughs> until I was in my late 20s where I was at a company that someone came in and facilitated a Myers-Briggs. And so mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, is that what this is called? And oh, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. It's It's a third of the mm. world is like me, you know, mm-hmm. so it was so empowering mm-hmm. for me and so helped me in so many ways with an understanding. Have you ever taken one of those personality indicator tests such as Myers-Briggs? I haven't. I haven't. I probably should, though. How did you know you heard other people describe themselves as introverts or how did you figure it out? Yeah. Um, well, I've kind of always had a handle on who I am and how I yeah. move. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in recent years, you you know, it's just popped up from reading yeah. articles and, and that kind of thing. I mean, they've even gotten to a point where they categorize it now from mm-hmm. not just introvert, but are you an extroverted introvert? Yeah. I, I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. And, and we're all on the spectrum. Yes, mm-hmm. we're all in the spectrum. And so I've read a lot of articles, just a lot of chatter mm-hmm. uh, kind of about that. Mm-hmm. And if I must say, I think I feel like I am an introvert true and through. But if I were to fall somewhere on that spectrum, it might be extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is not because I prefer to be extroverted, because mm-hmm. I prefer to be, you know, in my house by myself, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um, any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the careers that I have chosen and the kinds of things that I have to do, I, it will be a detriment to me mm-hmm. if I let my natural my natural instinct take over. Like I have to go the extra mile. I have to push myself. I have to make myself talk to strangers, so to speak, in order to be successful, especially when I was a journalist. I mean, you can't just, you know, sit in the corner and say, I want to be myself, which is what, you know, my nature would say. I have to be able to go up and talk to strangers. I have to be able to make them trust me in a quick Mm -hmm amount of time so mm-hmm. that they're willing to share their stories with me. I have to be able to get to the point. So I have to, you know what I mean? I have to yeah. be able to co- have a conversation starter. 
all of those things, which, you know, the butterflies may be churning in my stomach and going at, you know, 90 miles an hour. But, you know, that's that old commercial, never let them see you sweat. Yeah. I, I perfected that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I perfected that, you know, regardless of what's going on inside, I can't let them see this. I have a job to do. I have to get this done. And so as a result, people see the way I move and they assume, oh, she's a social butterfly. Oh, mm-hmm. she's... And what they don't realize is that I've, I've done, what do they call it, an Irish exit or whatever, like mm-hmm. you just flee, like people saw you come in, but they yes. didn't see like, right. <laughs> you leave, out. Oh, I'm gone, out. I'm gone, right. you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of talk about us masquerading as extroverts, and we do it when we need to, and when we have mm-hmm. to, but it usually just expends a lot of energy, so we do it and can yeah. do it well, and then usually afterwards, we need to come home and take a nap or chill on the couch with a glass of something, you know, and, sure. and, and get back in our heads and and be introspective and reflective about what just occurred and process and all of that, which I feel like we have the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. can play both sides of the fence and accomplish what we need to do in our extroverted ways and then when in our introverted ways. So I feel like we right. have the best of, of, of both worlds. So I wanted to ask you about quitting your job and breaking into Hollywood. That sounds so scary. I mean, that sounds like the impossible. And so obviously that took a lot of confidence and courage. But tell us how you made that decision to quit your job and move to Hollywood and and just walk us through your journey. You know, I was at kind of an impasse. I think that a lot of us, not just women, but very particularly women, we get to a point in our lives in our careers, in our spaces, where we start asking ourselves that age-old question, is this all there is? Mm. And even if what your what your is, is, you know, even if where you are in life is wonderful, if it's great, if you have everything that you thought you wanted, if you have everything that society tells you should, you should have, there's still something that churns inside many of us that says, is this it? Like, I've got a whole, you know, however many years left of my life, do I want to ride it out exactly this way? Mm. Or do I want to shake it up? What What have I always wanted to do? What if, if money weren't an issue, if fear weren't a factor, if, you know, if there were no barriers, were no obstacles, what would I like to try, you know? Mm. And it could be a one-off. It could be you're the person who always wanted to skydive. You're the person who always wanted to try bungee jumping. Or you wanted to open your own bakery and leave the base that you've been working at for 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think many of us share that commonality. And I was at a point where that still small voice that kept asking that question kept getting louder and louder and louder mm-hmm. and louder. And I just couldn't shut it up. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't. And I was, and I was doing well. I was working as a television news producer at that point. I was at ABC seven in Chicago here as, as my bio read, I was, I had been thinking about it for quite some time, but at the time that I actually made the decision, I was traveling the East coast covering the primaries between um, Senator Clinton and the current. Mm-hmm. And, and so, <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't that I was failing or anything. I was, mm-hmm. I was at the top 
again successfully. Yes, that voice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That voice just kept asking, "Well, but what about what about and and but what about you know?" And and also, I had gone through a, a lot of like personal trauma, if you will, uh, loss, grief, the whole bit mm-hmm. for a few years leading up to that point. Um, I don't know. If, I was just like, you know, I, I feel like I had been walking in a dark fog for a really long time, like, you know, with a cloud over my head, just existing, putting one foot in front of the other. Didn't even realize it until one day the sun just literally came out. Mm-hmm. Like things just looked brighter and different and my perspective changed. And I realized, hey, you've got your whole life ahead of you. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I started really thinking about that and looking around. And at first I didn't really want to know. And then I didn't know. And then I started thinking about my college dream, my college fantasy, which I had to go way back in order to get to the college (laughs) dream. Um, But it was about, uh, you know, I wanted to work in Hollywood. I wanted to be a TV writer. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to create. I wanted to do all of those things. I always thought that would, would be fun and interesting and 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 great. And so I started thinking, like, what would happen if I actually chased that dream? Like, what would happen if I actually did it? And given, you know, I mentioned, you know, in the span of just a few years, I lost both my parents. I lost my best friend. I just, it was a, it was a, a whole lot that went on. And so my head was in a space where I really started asking myself, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen if I quit my job and even go to LA and try to be a TV writer? And all I could come up with was failure. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen would be that I'd fail. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I can fail five times before breakfast. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now that I've failed, I'll pick myself up. I'll try again. I'll do something else, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just nothing. I, I knew that it wouldn't kill me. You know, it's nothing, right. nothing that I could see happening. If I actually gave myself a try would be worse than the things that I had already been through. And my met- I felt like my metal had been tested. And so I knew if I could go through those things and come out relatively unscathed, yeah. certainly I could do this. And, and that wasn't guaranteeing a success. Right. That was guaranteeing survival. That's where I was. Like, I knew I could survive. Even if I didn't succeed, I could survive. And so I still needed the safety and comfort of, some kind of program, some kind of job, some kind of something to hang my hat on. I was still okay. too afraid to just go out with nothing. So right. that was when I found the UCLA program, which is a certificate program for screenwriting. And I didn't tell family and friends. I kept it all to myself. I told myself I was going to apply. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm going to apply to this program. And if I get in, I'm going to blow up my entire life. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave my house. I'm going to, you know, leave mm-hmm. a world one K, like all of that, mm-hmm. and and move out to Hollywood and give it a shot. And if I don't, I'm going to take it as a as a sign from the universe that I probably need to, to stand still. And two weeks before class started, I got my acceptance letter. And so I uh, I made my announcement. Most people thought I was losing it or had lost it. I'm there sure. were people who genuinely approached me in love and kindness and care and 
asked if I needed to talk to someone because they thought I was having a mental break. You know, it's like, it was really, really interesting. And so I found that even that tested my solitude because so many people were telling me why I shouldn't do this, why this was a bad idea. You know, do you know how old you are? Do you know how hard Hollywood is? Do you know, you're not connected. You don't have, you know, all of the things that I don't have. And I was like, well, I really don't care. And the thing is, I don't necessarily need your approval or even your vote of confidence. Yeah. I need me and I need God. That's what I need. I'm so so glad that you listen to yourself. And I think that's another, that introversion thing. You know who you are. You've already probably fantasized as a child and we live in our heads and, and see things that other people don't see, which I think makes us so good at so many things. And so I I love that you didn't let, anybody sort of break your confidence and you knew it was in you and you knew you had to do it. That that's, that's a, a exactly beautiful right. testimony that I, I love to that's hear exactly that. Right. Yeah. And so I did. Amazing. And, and when was that? Yeah, uh, that was 2016. My okay. anniversary date of moving to LA and I really literally was on the plane and arrived like the first day of class was March 27th, 2016. Wow. Wow, I love that. So it hasn't that. been that long. Yeah, yeah. And you've been so successful. Can you tell us, what is a screenwriter? What is a writer? What do you do? What is your day like? How do you approach? Tell us as much as you can about that. Okay, there are two different two different things. There's, there's screenwriting, which traditionally uh, kind of refers to film. And then there's television writing. It, it, it all falls in the same genre, but it's um, it's a little different. Screenwriting for film, as I was doing um, when I wrote for the Clark Sisters, basically you either have some kind of IP, intellectual property, be it a book, an article, or you know something like that, mm-hmm. that gets optioned, and you then take it and adapt it into um, a movie. And uh, typical introvert fashion, writing is a very, very solo <laughs> operation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a solitary uh, endeavor. Mm-hmm. However, filmmaking is not solitary. It's very collaborative. So while you spend a whole lot of time, you know, sitting by yourself in front of your computer, um, trying to you know, adapt a property or in the case of the Clark sisters where there was not a property, I'm doing all the research and interviews and so forth um, to get the information and then craft the story. And then I tip, I, you know, put fingers to the keyboard and write the movie. That's basically what a screenwriter is. It's a person who, you know, sits at their computer and writes, writes the movie. You did that without a book. Yes. Yes. Amazing. For TV writing, it's it's a little different in that typically television is not, you still end up writing, you know, obviously sitting in front of your computer by yourself writing, Mm -hmm. um, unless you work in a team, but television is more collaborative from the outset because Mm -hmm. we typically work in writer's rooms, which is what you mentioned, power. I'm on the, I'm working on the um, spinoff of power that features Tommy's character, fan favorite, and it's super exciting. I can't wait till you guys get to see it. But I'm in a writer's room every day. Um, Basically, it's a group of writers. We spend the vast majority of our time talking. We do a lot more talking than we do writing. And the reason reason why, I mean, we we get to write. I mean, I'm actually working on my episode now, so I'm actually writing. But we all, as a group, 
collaborate on what the story will be. You, you, you hear the mm-hmm. term breaking story, meaning we're literally figuring out what the season arc is going to be, who all of the characters is going to be, what the world will look like, what are all of the characters' motivations, how, how are they going to get from episode one to episode 10 with whatever arc we, we decide that we want them to accomplish or where they want, want them to be emotionally by the end of the season. Um, and literally, we go through as a group beat by beat episode by episode and make decisions on what these what these episodes will be about what the characters will be doing how they're feeling we debate and we you know it gets heated sometimes and it's it's you know it can be a lot of fun um but it's very very collaborative and then after it's pretty much decided okay episode one is going to be about this episode two is going to be about this etc etc then the episodes are assigned to individual writers who take the bones of what we decided room as a group and then they put their own special sauce on it and then they take those they take those ideas and put them in wow. you know in a script had no so idea that's, that's what the writer does that yeah. I, that sounds like a great process too yeah i uh, had, yeah. had no idea that it worked like that and do you think that your introversion has helped you to to act in this role and to do this both the TV writing in a group and the screenwriting on your own, do you think your introversion has supported or helped that in any way? My introversion has supported me in many ways as both a screenwriter and as a TV writer. It also has proved to be something that I have to actively fight against, much like much like I said as as a journalist. Mm-hmm. You know, I have and because I'm aware of it, I have to I have to deal with it. Yeah. For me um, the screenwriting is is probably more conducive to introversion because you spend so much time alone, just you and your computer doing your thing um, until you have to, you know, pitch what you get notes and pitch to producers and, and that kind of thing. And then it becomes more collaborative. But the actual process is mostly just you. So, you know, that's an introvert's dream. For TV writing, you are, this is going to be a terrible thing thing to say. People are going to, for all that you just said about, oh my God, TV writing, that sounds so great. You're going to be like, ooh, <laughs> TV writing can be like going to a morning meeting at your job at 10 a.m. And the meeting doesn't end until six. Mm. So, so you're in that room. That's a lot. With those people. That's all a lot. of those time, All of that time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... Sometimes, depending on the room, you get a separate lunch break where you can go and, you know, bring on your office, do whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of them, we don't even break for lunch. Mm-hmm. We have lunch brought in and we're all still sitting there together mm-hmm. to even have lunch together. Mm-hmm. So you're in a room with five, 10, you know, 15 people all day for an introvert who needs to recharge mm-hmm. and who, you know, can't mm-hmm. be around people that long, mm-hmm. that can be a struggle. It can yeah, be a real struggle. Be. And That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even now in this post-COVID, or I shouldn't even say post-COVID because it's not over, um, mm-hmm. this COVID world that we're living in right now, our writer's rooms have moved from, you know, physical rooms to we are all on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I spend the vast majority of my day being one of 12 bosses 
mm-hmm. uh, sitting in front of my computer all day. And that's how we do it. And I'm telling you, the great thing is the ideas spark and it's fun. And I'm, I'm personally working with a really good group of writers, people who I like, people whose company I enjoy, people who are smart, who are all dedicated. And so that, in a way, makes it, it just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. there are times where I have to admit that I have to dig deep because I'm just like, I just want to go and lay down. I'm just talking all morning. <laughs> Take a nap. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, <laughs> and not only have I been talking all morning, I've been listening to you talk all morning. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, yeah. you know, so, um, but I don't have that luxury. But yeah. fortunately, like with the uh, the showrunner, and the showrunner is the person who is basically the boss of the show, recognizes that and recognizes that it can be a lot. So he typically will give us a break at the top of every hour, and okay. he'll, and then we get like an hour and a half lunch, which is. So, so appreciated because there, there are oftentimes during my lunch, I will go and curl up on the couch and take a nap. Or yeah, I appreciate or, that consideration. Or just go you know. outside and, and you know sit under the sun in the backyard and just look at the flowers. Just, mm-hmm. just you know what I mean. Just, mm-hmm. you just need you need some time by yourself. Recharge, so, right? The refill. Um, yeah, yeah. Recharge. Mm-hmm. And so then when you come back for the latter half of the afternoon, it's like okay. Post put me in. Um, you know, I'm ready. I can, you know, I can talk. I can discuss. I can do all of that. So, so that that was probably, especially when I my first writers' room and when I started, that was the biggest adjustment for me mm-hmm. with having to be engaged, not not even just be around people, right? But be engaged right. and actively listening and responding. That, yes, engaged. Yes, yes. exactly. Uh-huh. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a lot, and yeah. for an, you know, for an extrovert who feeds off of it, mm-hmm. you know. It's probably like, oh, and an hour. Let's make this long. Right. For an introvert, you're just like, yeah, this is fun and this is good and it's very productive, but I'm going to just need somebody to turn the lights off just for a minute. And I need to relax, relax, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you were able to explain that. I had no idea. And, And I'm sure a lot of our listeners who aren't in your industry, I had no idea either. So thank you for, mm-hmm. for sharing that. And I want you to tell us a little bit about your upcoming master class. We're running out of time. And so I wanted to ask about your master class. I know it's going to be a, a virtual event streamed on Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, and so tell us what people can expect from that and we'll be sure to post the links on WGN and on my website so people can can register Uh, but tell us what they can expect from that well it's going to be an intimate conversation between um, me and ABC 7's Jose Sanders he will he will interview me but you know it's, it's more going to be conversation style much like what you and I just had, mm-hmm. but like all of those questions that you asked, he'll be able to, it's an hour and a half long session. So I'll be able to go into much more detail about how things work. I'll give people more details about my journey as I, I kind of gave you a snapshot and stopped at when I went to UCLA, mm-hmm. um, but then didn't get a chance to go into, but then how did I get my first job? All of those things. Those are the kinds of things that I expect to um, to discuss there in terms of just kind of getting your foot in the door, how to network, how to navigate, that kind of thing. Talked about the writer's room, and I gave you a snapshot of what it's 
what it was like. And as you just said, it was very in, informative. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that I'll be able to get into a little bit of the weeds of that. Like, mm-hmm. how do we actually break story? How do we, you know, decide on character arcs? Those kinds of things. People who are, who have a, a really sustained entrance, and especially people who are looking to get in the industry mm-hmm. or or just have a passive curiosity about about how things work, how their favorite shows get on the air and so mm-hmm. forth. I'm hoping to talk about all of those kinds of things and, and take questions and be able to just kind of pull back the veil on mm-hmm. what is on the mystery of Hollywood. Uh, I'll put it that way. Because I think I think so many people are curious and mm-hmm. want to know things they but don't get the opportunity to actually hear from somebody who's done it, who's been there, who mm-hmm. understands it. And can you know break down the things that have been that are typically glossed over. So, so that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm I think that's a, a great idea. I, I think it's it's going to be meaningful to so many people. So, I'm excited that you're doing that, and excited that we can help promote that. And so, it is Saturday, June 27th at 11 a.m. Central Time, and Mm -hmm. we will put information out there. And then probably, can people find you? Where can people find you where you may have the link to register? You know what? They can can find me on Facebook, Sylvia Jones, and uh, also on Twitter, Sylvia underscore Jones seven. And it'll also be on, um, on Instagram, which in a, on Instagram, I'm a Sylvia Jones underscore Sylvia Jones underscore. Um, and then they also, this is sponsored by the Chicago film office and the, uh, Illinois film office. It will be streamed facebook.com, um, slash Chicago film office. They can go on Facebook to the Chicago film office and register. It's free. That's the other thing that's super important. It's free, Yes, but you do need to register in order to be able to get on it. So, so go to Chicago film office on Facebook. That's another surefire way to, to uh, get more information. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, before we wrap up, if you just in a couple minutes, if you can give any advice, personally or professionally to members of our tribe? Anything that you'd like to share? Um, You know, I would say, you know, specifically for people who are introverts, I try to be very transparent in my own, in my own journey and not just make it seem like, oh, well, I know I'm an introvert, but you know, I am woman, hear me roar, which, hey, I'd like to think that, but I know who I am. And so um, in part of that, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses mm-hmm. and no one wants to talk about weaknesses, but there are certain situations where your natural inclinations are not the, the traits that are going to get you where you want to go or what you want to do. It doesn't say you have to change who you are, but you might have to change how you move mm-hmm. or how you relate. Mm-hmm. And that has been, as I said, as a journalist, when it comes to breaking into Hollywood, when it comes to working in a writer's room, as much as I'd like to retreat so many times, I know I wouldn't have gotten to where I've, you know, gotten, nor would I continue going along the path Mm -hmm. if I rested on what my natural, (laughs) what my natural state wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So like, if I know I have to work twice as hard to overcome that, Mm -hmm. you know, you find techniques to figure out what it is that you need to do in order to make that happen, you yes. know? Okay, because we are living in an extrovert, rewarding world. 
So, right. Exactly. We, we have to, I love that you don't change yourself, but maybe change the way you move through this world mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. with your gifts, so many gifts that we introverts have. So thank you, Sylvia. Exactly. It has been my pleasure and honor to talk to you today. And we're excited about what's next. Can't wait to see what's happening with Power and everything else, the spinoff and whatever else you're writing. Uh, you have a fan here. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It has absolutely been my pleasure. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash introverts hush loudly and listen to past episodes at wgnradio.com or hushloudly.com. Thank you.